Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 immediately. That's 800-605-6995. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-605-6995. That's 800-605-6995. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of Radio Law Talk, Mr. Frederick Penny, attorney at law. Why do you bother me right now? I'm in the middle of posting <laughs> some cool stuff on the Twitter, Instagram account of Radio Law Talk, and you're bothering me. Sorry. You were playing some music, but I just, okay, now you can go to Radio Law Talk. I'm pushing Instagram. I'm tired of pushing Twitter. I'm going to start pushing Instagram from now on, but I know most of our audience is like 45 on up. But do you guys know what Instagram is? It's spelled I-N-S-T-A-G-R-A-M. Go get it. It's like a grandmother in a box? No, yes. what is it exactly? It's an instant grandma. <laughs> I'm sorry. It <laughs> is. An instant grandma. Just add, so, just add water. Oh, well, there you go. I'll post it to our Facebook when I've got some time. This is Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. You can call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, or you can tweet us at Radio Law Talk, but go to our Instagram at Radio Law Talk. People email us during the week because a lot of people like to hear it and, and listen to our podcast. The nice thing about RadioLawTalk.com, you can go to our podcast or our former shows. You can search it by that show or by a topic, and it'll take you there. Do that, and then if you want to say something or ask us something or give us a derogatory remark, which many have, info at RadioLawTalk. And don't forget... We're talking about general topics of law here. We are not, do not use this in a court of law. Seek local counsel. We are not your legal counsel or that lawyers. That nasty email from Todd's mom, I'll never forget I that. I know that, <laughs> especially with the pictures. <laughs> Instagram. Yes, we, 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 not respond, we react to every email. <laughs> yes. Maybe not with a response email, but we react to every one. Yeah, why not? Hey, you know what? Early, we're going to have a case or no case, but later on, 
we're gonna li- we're gonna have a special guest at the bottom of the hour after the bottom of the hour about the USS Thresher and the sinking of the USS Thresher. If those of you who are in the front of the computer go back to Radio Law Talk and look up USS Thresher, I think, or what do we put it, it was under? Actually, it was a case under, or no case. I know that, but I'm saying, what do we put it under? The Freedom of Information Act. Okay, Freedom of Information Act, and you'll find it was a case or no case that Cal did. And we're going to have the actual author of of the lawsuit, the person who brought the lawsuits, is going to come on our show and tell us really what happened. Yeah, if you go to the March 14th. Is it March 14th? It's, go okay. to March 14th, hour one, and listen. And the, the case or no case actually starts after our first break. So when you get to the audio there you need to go forward to about the uh, around the 15 16 17 about that yeah. yeah and and you'll know because when you get there you'll hear Cal talking at the beginning where he sets the whole thing up and, and it's Captain James B Bryant US Navy retired he's the guy and he uh, he he called me. He said, you know, you mucked up a few things in your story. And I <laughs> said, well, what well, else is new? Did you uh, say what else is I new? Said, yeah, I said, look, I'm just getting little bits and pieces from different news accounts. And he says, well, yeah, I, I know it's a complicated story, but you're still an idiot. <laughs> no, no, yeah, and then he said he's been, he lived in Idaho Falls near yeah, Burley. That's right. He uh, yeah. trained in his nuclear submarine training at the Idaho Nuclear Engineering Laboratory, which is where Jimmy Carter and many other people who trained for nuclear subs all trained there. It's did, in did Idaho have, Falls, Idaho. Yeah. Do they have a port there? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but actually, uh, there was a senator who managed to help get it placed there, as you would say. So that's where they de- They also, de- this is a true story. You can look this up. They also worked to develop a nuclear aircraft. I kid you not, a nuclear-powered aircraft that they could get in the sky and just leave up there indefinitely because of the nature of nuclear power. Trouble is that runway was so long <laughs> that, that they scrapped the project. They couldn't get it to go up in the air and stay. You know, I mean, they could get it to go in the air and stay, but they couldn't. The long, you know, the power. How so, was that know, again? So they, <laughs> so they oh, tried. Okay. They tried a nuclear aircraft. Wow. Is, yeah. Okay. Well, all I gotta yeah. say is welcome cool. yeah. K Bar, Burley, Idaho. We're talking about Idaho, our newest affiliate. That's where. Cal first got his start in radio in the uh, 1908, 1909 era. I was literally a child, yes. So Burley, Idaho, thank you for joining us. You know what? What is famous about Burley, Idaho? I had to look it up. And K-Bar in Burley, Idaho, the most famous thing that I know of and I've ever been able to find is the Spudman Triathlon. Again, the Spudman Triathlon is out of Burley, Idaho. Other than that, it mentioned notable people. And Cal was not on My there. My name wasn't on no, the list. No, we're going to get oh, your name outrageous. on there. <laughs> Burley, Idaho, Wikipedia. Change it and put Cal Hunter on. In fact, I'm going to do that. You can make a note to Wikipedia. You can send it in and say you're missing Cal Hunter. Yeah, you can. You can. can. Let's do, let's the do guy that, Wikipedia Todd. will go, oh, well, we better get right yeah. on that. Cal, <laughs> Cal's foray into broadcasting was it. Two tin cups with a string between the two. It was about like that. It was about like that. <laughs> well, Burley, Idaho, back in the 1908s, you know. And then, hey, look, we uh, we were talking earlier about the coronavirus, and we've got case or no case coming up in a second here. But we want to have Denise after the case or no case talk briefly about the divorce rates because of coronavirus. And I want to read a letter from a city about the coronavirus to its constituents. That's very interesting. But Cal, roll case mm. or no case. Now right, it's time to play case or no case. All right. 
John Tallarico lives in Delaware. A nice older man. Got a call on his cell phone. He picked up. The person on the other end kept saying, hello, hello, hello. And then in apparent exasperation, the other person said, hello, sir, can you hear me? And John said, yes. And then a brief conversation ensued about John's credit cards and... John just basically kept saying, no, 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 not interested, no, no, no. Then in a couple of weeks in the snail mail, John got a surprise. A new high-interest credit card and a bill for $295 for the credit card fee, a card that John did not order, according to him. He refused to pay, and the calls started really coming in from collection agencies, one of which was very aggressive and took John to small claims court. The company, Delaware State Bank, had hired this telephone solicitation firm and pressed very hard to get what they said was their money. John said, I never agreed to any stinking credit card. And they said, really? We have your voice on tape. And so every time they said, you want a credit card? He said, no. They took where he said, can you hear me now? Yes. And they edited it into the conversation. So do you, so you, do you agree to take this credit card, sir? No, I don't want it. Yes. You see what I'm saying? They covered it all up and put, edited it into the yes. He told the judge, he said, look, this is, I didn't do this. And the judge said, well, you're in the wrong place then, credit card company. And, John, you need to take this to the DA's office if you suspect fraud. And John said, well, maybe I rolled the recording on my Android. Let's see. But I'm going to ask you because I got your case or no case first. Fred Penny, case or no case? I know the answer to this really quick. Okay. I'm going to go really fast. The answer is Mm -hmm. true scenario, no case. Next. True scenario, no case. Okay. That's happening all the time. I believe that. where, where Where did John live? Delaware. John was in Delaware, and the credit card company was in Delaware. From the Delaware State Bank, that's correct. Okay, so they were both in Delaware. Well, I'm going to say that I think that this is a case, and I am going to say that the reason I say that this is a case is because of something I'll tell you when we come back. No! No, 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 because we only got 20 seconds. No way I can say everything, but uh, it is a case, and I'm going to say that John wins, but when we come back, I'll tell you why. All right, we're going to come back. Case or no case, keep it that Fred's the winner. We want to make sure it's a scenario, but not a case. (laughs) Typical scenario, not a case. Cal made it up. We'll be back. All right, stay tuned, because as Fred said, we will be back with more Radio Law Talk, including the conclusion to Case or No Case right after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 
At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, one 800 616 for law. Dick, 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 Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. What's wrong with all of us? I've got sciatica down my leg. I can't even move. I'm hurting. Denise, just like she, her left arm doesn't work right now. No, that was just Todd. Todd. Todd's got <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just popped my elbow and it freaked Denise oh, out. Oh, wow. Ouch. Okay. Really quickly, for the case or no case, yeah, so go. I said it was a case, yeah. right? And, and what I'm going to say, it's a case that leads to a recovery, can I say, either through a civil or criminal case? Sure, it's a case. It's a case. Okay, it's yeah. a case. And who wins, and, though? And, and I, think, I think that 
Well, what's more important is the the Delaware company loses. Okay, the, the... Because if it's a criminal case, technically the government wins. And if it's a civil case, then technically he the person wins. But the, the important thing is that the credit card company that recorded... They'll get their 300 bucks. They yeah. they lose and may actually face liability. But that's my answer. And then, and then when it's all done, if I'm successful, I'll tell you why I thought that. Can you go around in circles a little more, please? No, no. I, well, well, sure. Okay. What are we, right, what, right. What's the scenario? What, is, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. I don't know. He's confused me so much. He's gone in circles. John Tellerico lived in Delaware, got calls on his telephone from a guy who first said, Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. Can you hear me, John? John said, Yes. Then the guy promptly gave him a credit card offer, and John said, No, don't want it. No, don't want it. No, don't want it. Later, they sent him a credit card with a bill. John said no, took him to small claims court to recover, or, or not whatever the court, I don't know, the court, court you know, small claims court to get a 295 buck back. You can't get take this from me. Delaware Company says, yes, we can. We have a recording of you saying yes. yes. Okay. And they edited yes into, we want this credit card. You do, don't you, John? Yes. You know, and the judge didn't even take it suspiciously that every time he said yes, it sounded the same. <laughs> All right. Go for it, Denise. So, Denise, what say so you? So, it was John suing in small claims. Yeah, John said, I'm not going to give you the 200 bucks. The credit card company came after him. That's what I thought. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, this is a Fair Debt Collections Act. That's exactly what it is. It's a violation of the Fair Debt Collections Act. And when the Delaware Bank sued him in small claims court, then it's not proper before small claims because it's not. It's a federal cause of action, correct? Now, can you do a, a, a federal cause of action in in small claims? I don't know. Fred's just bored. He just wants you know, to win. You know, all I got to say is... <laughs> he just wants to win. Cal changed the story a couple times. Well, the, just say what you're going to say because I'm going to win this. It's not a case. You're keep right, going. Den, you're right, Denise. Just the bank did press the charges. So yeah, I apologize yeah, yes. for messing that up. Okay. okay. So I'm going to say that it is a case and the court, small claims court dismisses it. So that would be technically a win. By the Delaware by, by, But no, by the Delaware man. Okay. Well, according to Cal, if if what Cal said is true, then the small claims court did dismiss it because the judge says, wrong place, you need to go to the DA. Isn't that what you said there? Yeah, he said, yeah. He said if, you're going, if you're going to stand up to them and claim that their claim is invalid, you've got to go after this on fraud because this, yes. is, you know, you, I, this is the wrong venue for that. Who's on first? You know? Oh, so, okay, good. So yeah. I say case. And the Delaware man wins. Okay, let's go. I say that Fred was very perceptive for figuring those who say it was a case. I'm sorry. Yes! (laughs) Yes! I want to throw this in all your face six feet away. What? However, what? It is a common scenario. It's this exactly kind of thing has said. happened to many people. Exactly what many I said. Many people. So that's why when you answer your telephone, you never say yes. yes to those calls because they are not above All this. All I gotta apparently. say is I'm right. I love to be right. When you two, I knew you were wrong. And you know what? You have a you have a chance to time me next time. Two hour. two points for me, zero for everybody else. Case or no case, ladies and gentlemen. That's. For the first time from Burley, Idaho. And by the way, next hour, yeah. owner of the Lonely Heart. Owner of the Lonely Heart is our next case or no case. What we do is the first person to 50 points, that person gets a free dinner from the other two uh, cohorts here. And uh, I tell you, the, the time I won, I went to $125 a night steakhouse. That's for sure. And then Todd, when he won, it was about a $30 uh, a plate. I'm sorry, a yeah, plate. The, the, a plate. The, the cost for the meal, I, I think, because I didn't see the bill because... Mm-hmm. My compatriots here (laughs) paid, but I am informed that the total cost of the meal, even with an extra person, you know, because it was fours instead of three, was right around... 
pretty close to the same as the cost no, for one less, plate. Yeah, one plate. less than place. half. Yeah. Yes. All right, do this really yeah. quick. Divorce rate up in China because coronavirus. What happened, Denise, Mrs. Divorce Lawyer? Well, China was, you know, known for not having a high divorce rate. Right. That first of all, it just wasn't accepted. It wasn't something. And over the years, it's kind of gotten more, uh, you know, acceptable to get divorced. So what has happened after the coronavirus is that divorce rate is way up. Like people are getting divorced a lot, a lot more than ever. And now it's more accepted. And they had way too much time with their their spouse during the coronavirus. And they are uh, saying, you know, I don't have any privacy. Um, I can't stand this person. They have all of these kind of ticks and, and habits that I don't like. And they are getting divorced. Gosh, I hope my wife's not listening. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be a divorce increase due to the coronavirus, Denise. I mean, I wonder... It's going to tick up your practice. This one lady said um, that she really got so frustrated and just wanted to get a divorce because her husband would engage the children right before they're supposed to go to bed in play and get them all angst, you know, up <laughs> and their energy would go through the roof and she couldn't get them to go to bed like normal. And she said, I've had it. That's just That's enough. a cause for a divorce. That's a good <laughs> yes. cause for a divorce. Yeah, yeah and she actually life. called Todd, what are your cats? Are they getting tired of you being at home? Yeah, they're giving me this, uh, you know, what the, <laughs> what? But uh, no, the, the question I have with this is, you know how sometimes when people face a life-changing or a life-threatening scenario and they start to make themselves these promises, if I make it through this, I'm going to live my, I'm not going to turn down any attempt to go out and do this and live life, live life yeah. to the fullest. And I wonder if that's playing into this, you know, I, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a miserable relationship. I don't feel this. And if I make it through this, I'm going to change things up in my life so that I can go ahead and do this stuff you can sure see how that could happen now, there, yeah. there is a downside to this too is that the rates for domestic violence are way up too i know that and, what's and, and that's not just limited to china no that's, and that's what's interesting is worldwide. people are uh, people are uh, i'm not gonna i, I don't want to get in the, the negativity but it's people are coming there's there has been a recent suicide in in northern california of a man uh they apparently were not getting along and he hung himself and he just mm. it's just because you're yeah. home so much i make sure when i come home I'm outside. My wife stays inside. My my. Oh, I'll tell you when we get back. I have a funny story. To well, tell we'll you. have to. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk to Captain Jim Bryant when we come back about the USS Thresher sinking. We'll be back. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story that you'll want to hear more about coming up next on Radio Law Talk right here. Don't go away. The show will continue momentarily. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. If you are trying... Oh, that's down. Todd has kitty. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Yeah, back in 1963, a sub, a Navy sub for the United States sunk. Uh, This Navy sub, uh, we never exactly found out why, what happened. And so we had Captain Jim Bryant recently bring a lawsuit uh, under the Freedom of Information Act to to have the Navy release uh, documentation to find out really what happened during this time period in 1963 and why this nuclear submarine sunk. And we have him on the line. Welcome, Captain Jim Bryant. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks. Tell us exactly. So you are a, my understanding is, you are a submarine captain. You are a former captain of a submarine. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and you brought this suit to through the Freedom of Information Act to get pages to find out what happened in 1963, and so far they've released 300 pages to you. Is that correct? No, no. What? <laughs> you guys have got, got it all wrong. No, Cal's got it no, all and, wrong. And Jim, Jim, it's me. I, I Honestly, I, I got this from published reports, the Washington Times, the Post. I didn't have the kind of information you have. But they said that it was a 300-page report, and they were releasing 30 pages at a time. You told me that was way off base. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to they're release. The Navy has been promising us for a couple of months uh, to release 300 pages a month. And they've not done that. Uh, and so finally, the, the the judge had a conference back in February, and he told him to do that. And but I suspect that uh, the, the first date that we expected would be 30, uh, like 15 May. But I suspect that they're going to uh, cry coronavirus. Yes, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Sure. What? Here's the question. What do you think? I'm going to ask you again. You don't know exactly. What do you think, Jim? Happened? What do you think happened? Well, there's a, a, a number of factors. We do not know what happened. The records I'm looking for is not going to tell us exactly what happened. Let me put that down first. What I'm looking for 
what we were thinking about to have the world's most advanced nuclear-powered submarine on a routine test dive that was well planned out and scheduled. How did how did how did it sink? I mean, that, that, that's crazy. But you know, Jim, a greater question is: after all of that, they went out and changed the parameters of the test, had them go deeper than they planned the first time, and all of that. But after that, this is now obsolete technology that we're not using anymore, and still we can't get information about it. Why is that? Do you think? Well, I remember the head of the Navy in World War II when asked about uh, the first start in like 1941, asked, you know, well, what do we tell the public? And he says, well, tell the public when the war is over that we won. Because that's the way the Navy works. And I right. love the Navy, but that's just, you know, they don't like to tell things. So the, so you were, tell me about uh, you. You Did you, you were the captain of a nuclear submarine. What type of submarine were you a captain of? A fast attack nuclear powered submarine, the Guardfish. The Guardfish. I commanded it uh, in the late, the, the late 80s. 87 through, through, through 90, at the very end of the Cold War. So the, this, this, the Thresher that sank in 1963, where did it sink? Do they, what, where, what area? Okay, it was coming out of, it, was, it, it completed a nine-month overhaul, major overhaul, of course, the sample shipyard. And it did uh, shallow sea trials on 9 April 63 in the Gulf of Maine. And then it was off the coast about 220 miles uh, east of Cape Cod when it, when it uh, was doing uh, its first deep dive test and sank. Now, how many people were lost? 129, and it remains wow. the worst submarine disaster, nuclear submarine disaster, uh, because there were a number of shipyard workers on board, a number of staff officers on board that are not normally on board. For example, when the Kursk was lost, it was 118. That was the next largest number. What do you hope comes out of all of this, this lawsuit that you filed on all of this? Is this a cultural change you're seeking, or is it really just hard, raw data that you want? Well, I'm, I'm looking at materials so we can understand what, what the people in the leadership were thinking. Did they just ignore the fact that this was a, a very deep diving submarine and they didn't take the proper precautions? For that, uh, we know that the quality control, the material installed, was, was really bad uh, from the, the Subsafe program. Ever heard of the Subsafe program? No. no. What's that? Well, you know, we, you know, we, we weren't controlling the type of metal that was going into the various fittings and things in the seawater supplies. Right. Hmm. And and this program makes sure that you know. No kidding. This is really the right material. It's been tested. It's going. It's going into the system, and that we're really going to count all the bolts and make sure that the right bolts, and it gets installed quickly. But from hey Jim, hey, wait, yeah. hey Jim, we got Todd Cunin, one of our hosts, as a question. Todd. Yeah, hi, hi Jim. So I was reading a report. It came from an article called 50 Years of Steely Purpose." It was published back in June of 2013, and and just to piggyback on what you just said there about the equipment that that was used apparently there was a, a feeling that maybe the ship it's or the submarine has suffered from a failure of the saltwater piping system because silver they were relying on silver brazing instead of welding is that what you're talking about here is one of the possible that causes some of the problems that the, the sub the, the substation involved now the navy court of inquiry which is the main report that i want to get okay uh 
out of 1,700 pages of testimony in this report, the Navy's only released 19. Wow. And, and that includes that they're still keeping secret a personal letter from the wife of the commanding officer who, who died on board to uh, uh, the escort, the commanding officer of the escort ship. Now, and we asked for that six months ago. And, and I did that in, because I, I, I communicate with the son of the commanding officer would kind of like to have this letter to his mother, and they won't release that yet. Got it. Hey, so here's a quick question also. Have you been in touch with the the uh, family of the 129 people lost that are saying, sure. go, yeah. Jim, go get it. We want to find out what happened to our family members? Yes, yes. I, I said I, I'm in contact with the son of the commanding officer. Uh, I'm, I'm in contact with the, with the children of, of one of the several of the chiefs. In fact, one of the... Um, uh, son of, of the, one of the uh, senior uh, master chief petty officer is part of our research group. That's interesting. So wh- here's the other question I have. Where, why haven't they sent rovers down? Is it too deep? Because rovers well, they, nowadays they, they goes really down. deep. They, they look at it. They've also, looked... because remember you, you've got a, a nuclear reactor down there, mm-hmm. so they've been sampling the, the uh, sea life and sampling the bottom sediment to make sure that none of the fission products are from, the, from the reactor core are going into the ocean. Now, is, is it true? This is right now the the wreckage, if you will, is sitting at about 8,400 foot depth. Is that correct? That is correct. So, so the you know any recovery, you can send sonar or uh, cameras down there, things to inspect it, but the ability to to raise the ship, to to bring it, it's I mean it's broken up apparently, but to bring well, that up six, from that depth. Six separate pieces. Yeah. To, and, the, to, and the contents are strewn all over all over the shore. It's kind of like a, a junkyard down down there. Yeah, I think so one all of the, you could do is pick up a pipe or two or something. Yeah, one of the things that I saw also was that I guess the debris is spread over about 134,000 square meters. So I mean that's quite large, and you know as far as. Um, where things are, I think your description as a junkyard is pretty, pretty well, telling. That, well, that, well, the interesting thing about this, Jim, what we brought up is, you know, we talk about legal issues here. The the Freedom of Information Act that you brought the lawsuits to get that information is really, really in, interesting to us as lawyers, and how that is uh, some things that allow us as citizens to obst- obtain some of the government uh, documentation that has been held for a time period, especially back in 1963, how that's going to affect us nowadays, it probably won't. And it's not some top secret thing back then. It doesn't. It almost doesn't matter. So as you get these pages, you're still working on it, you know, keep the good fight. We'll, we'll bring you back once you get the documents and find out what is actually in those papers. But uh, keep up the good fight, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on and, 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 and setting Cal straight. Cal, Cal, again, he's been through World. I, I appreciate it. Cal's I, I been through World it. War yeah. One, World War Two, <laughs> and the Civil War. So, uh, you know, we really appreciate you, Jim, coming on board, and uh, and we're going to talk to you later about this. Keep up the about the sinking of the USS Thresher and what the future is. So, uh, thanks again, Jim. We'll talk to you later. You're welcome. Fascinating so, story. And, yeah, and, go ahead, and, Denise. I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't all three of us get skunked on this one? 
Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. We did. So this was a case or no case that Cal had uh, brought up, up and yeah, we and he skunked all three well, of us. It's the only thing I'll say in Cal's defense. I know we're coming up on the break here. The thing I'll say in Cal's defense is he's only got about a minute, if or a minute and a half, yeah. to lay out an entire scenario to tell us stuff. So he tried to encapsulate it and. But uh, we're glad we got that information. So we're going to come back, and I'm going to read you a letter you. from a, a mayor from a city about the coronavirus. And I'm going to ask your opinion, 855-LAW-RADIO. What do you think? We'll be right back. Stay tuned. As Radio Law Talk will continue in just a little bit. Thank you, uh, Captain, for being with us right here on Radio Law Talk. And, of course, you too. And if you want to hear more, go to RadioLawTalk.com. It's right there available for you. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108. 
That's 800-814-5108. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you... Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Oh, come on. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So let me let me read you uh, a little uh, quick letter that went out to the citizens of a city from uh, apparently uh, the office of the mayor. It was the city uh, manager that wrote it. Is that correct, Todd? Yes. So I mean, uh, I mean, I, I want to, you know, it, basically it says as follows. I'm not going to read all, everything, but but basically it's imperative that this community stay home as much as possible. They say. Practice social distancing protocols recommended by the Centers of Disease Control to slow the spread of Corona uh, COVID-19. Again, call us at 855 Law Radio. Denise, tell us the exact number. 855 Law Radio. It's 855-529-7234. If you have a question about this or you want to comment, uh, and and we're going to have a question for you. This is not only for our individual health and safety, but for the well-being of our loved ones, young and old. Okay, good, good statement. I'm particularly concerned with the reports of significant numbers of people not following public health recommendations at the parks and open spaces, okay? I understand the desire to enjoy the outdoors, but we must do so with our health at the forefront of our minds. Social distance of six feet and goes through what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. Here's the kicker that we ask you about. Quote, if you observe suspected violations of the of the this county health order in this city, please email us or call us to the at the police non-emergency services. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this, but the first thing I said to myself is Nazi Germany. As bizarre as that sounds. I know it's not as extreme but what bothers me, what threw me off is we're letting out people for the coronavirus that are sex offenders. We're letting out people who have committed crimes. And are you going to grab mommy and her three children, call the cops? Someone, I'm, I'm calling the cops because I could see you down there at the park and you're talking to neighbor Jane with her kids. And what are you going to do, Mr. Mayor or Mr. You know, uh, city Manager, when you're not even giving, uh, you're, you're, you're basically giving tickets to people uh, that are committing real crimes. How does this work? Are you telling them, like in the old days, I'm not saying this is it, but listen, in the old days, in, during World War II, 
when uh, Germany took over um, uh, the, the Swiss and the, and uh, and uh, Poland, Poland, everywhere Poland, they went, the Sudetenland, and, and there was the right. issue yeah. of telling on people. You know, you never. I, I just watched a documentary on it. It was the friends turned on friends. You know, because mm-hmm. they didn't know. Are you telling on us or not? So what is going to happen here if a friend or a neighbor says, uh, Sally Jones had her four kids. She's going to call the police and say, I saw her down there talking to Mrs. Uh, a nutcracker and her children. You know, this just happened to me. I was going for a walk, a very fast walk, and came upon um, uh, two mothers with their four children on bikes, and the children were riding their bikes around me really close, and it was kind of awkward, and I tried to cross the street only to get other bikes coming the other direction, coming right by me, and I realized that I, I'm not even safe just to take a, a walk. But they're flying by you. They're not. They're no, not, no, I mean, these are little kids on little trike bikes. You okay, know, but they're not going to stop. They just go by you. Move, no, they move, did. Move, move. They yeah. went literally around me. Uh, well, he, you're he, not going to get it. So, so, so that, he, he, uh, here, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. And the two mothers were within six feet of each other. All right. Well, this this is something that. So I, do you call the cops and tell on them? No, I would never do that. Okay, I try to avoid the situation. Well, I, I agree, yeah. but the question is, and Todd's going to bring up, is it now time that we call the police? Because two moms are not six feet apart. That's 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 the that paragraph. I'm going to read it again. If you observe suspected violations of this county health order, email us at this or call this number, the police non-emergency phone number. Todd. So so a couple of things here. I, it, on one hand, to in support of this directive, or not not personally supporting, but just in the side of right. justifications for the directive. Some people might look at this and say, well, how is this different from what we, uh, when we're in Haiti and, you know, yanging out with the reggae music and, you know. It's the bad boys. Yeah. It's bad boys, man. How, is, how is this any different from the directive you see on the highway? It says, please call to report suspected drunk drivers. Right? I think a drunk driver is a little bit different than a bomb five feet away and, and this, from the, another mom. So so the justification would be somebody would say, well, this is no different than calling suspected drunk drivers or neighborhood watch when you see somebody breaking in. <laughs> the, the, the problem with that justification is that with regard to this being outside, you have to look at what the county's health directive was and what it said was an essential activity and allowed and understand that just seeing somebody outside may fall under that umbrella, as opposed to driving down the highway and seeing somebody weave back and forth in the road where it's highly likely that they are impaired, or seeing somebody break into a house. And and to that end, what I want to say is, so I looked up the directive from that particular county, okay? And the directive was to not be outside except for essential activities. And at the end of that directive, they defined essential activities. And number three on the list of definition was, quote, engaging in outdoor activities such as walking, hiking, or running, provided six feet of space is maintained between people who are not members of the same household. So if the county has defined an essential activity for which you are allowed to go outside, disorder notwithstanding, says that family members of the same household can be within six feet of each other walking for health. How does a city manager in the same county call out that behavior that's allowed under the directive and then ask people to 
report it as a suspected violation. Th this makes no sense at all to me because it is the directive from the city manager appears to contradict the directive from the county's health department. And it's just, it's crazy. Does that and include grandkids? Does that include... Yeah. If they're into the same yeah. household. household. Yeah. yeah. Define household. Here's another weird thing. Yeah. In several Northern California cities, the city folks have created websites where you can rat on businesses that are considered non-essential who decided to stay open to feed their Ready families. For this? We can't have that. Los Angeles brought its first five businesses. It is bringing criminal... Um, um, charges charges yeah. against five, four or five businesses in L.A. that were open that they're claiming are non-essential. And I, again, wow. wh why am I getting up? I'm worried, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> about the government taking too much control of our lives. It's now, a long reach, Fred. It's a, that and, and that's yeah. the question. And I know yeah. that. And I'm just saying, I'm glad we've got to do stuff for the coronavirus. We give, but the question is, is it now time for neighbors to rat on neighbors over the coronavirus? That's where I'm wondering if it's pushing too far and getting scary. Go ahead. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying, I'm just telling you that's what I throw out there for you to listen to. And, and, and I the, think it's a great question. And the yeah. big concern yeah. I have about that is... There are going to be a, a directive like this makes people feel empowered to become quasi law enforcement officers. And the directive is call the cops. But there's going to now be a subset of society that just decides they're going to take the law into their own hands and confront people and tell them they have to sure. go home and not call. Because when they do call, the cops aren't going to show up every time because they're probably inundated. And now folks are going to say, well, it's just a public health thing. And it, it it's going to lead to unintended and possible confrontational consequences. Yeah, there was a group of, of neighbors that tried to keep their one neighbor from coming out of their house and going anywhere because yeah. they thought, they suspected that he had co um, coronavirus, coronavirus, and he did not. And they put a tree across yes, his... Yes, they put a tree across his driveway, yeah. um, or the road. I think it was actually a road to get out of his access road. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's true, but then the other side of it is that you have to, you know, if you see people in the park and they're barbecuing and they're all together to, you know, that... That could be a situation where you should call the, the family. The, the, no, I would say no. Household. I would say no way. Call, no way. Yeah. No, no. no way. One of our listeners says, crazy. bad boys call the cops. Yeah, bad boys <laughs> well, call I mean, the cops. I, I think so. The cops are, you know, we're letting sex offenders out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're letting sex offenders but out grandma, of jail. Grandma, you're going grandma, to jail. Grandma, you're going to jail because you are next door neighbor uh, Martha, and we're talking. If the cops do show up, the most they'll get is a promise to appear. <laughs> oh, by the way, the sex offender, you're fine. Just stay right there. Okay, Grandma, we're, we're, we're hauling you and you talk. We'll be back. Third hour. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. saw this, but there was just this big study about anxiety among us. Really interesting in this study about what can keep us up at night. 
one of the top stressors out of all the things to worry about is paying for health care. A huge majority of us say we're worried about that. It's totally understandable, but there's an affordable alternative to health insurance. It's MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, and it has worked beautifully for more than 25 years. And not only do people save lots of money, they get access to a huge network of doctors. They get to take advantage of 24-7 live access online where they can talk to a doctor and even get prescriptions. And of course, there is the savings. With MediShare, the typical family saves $500 a month. That can help you sleep easier, too. There's a lot to love about it. No wonder it's grown so much. Here is the number to find out more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-B-I-B-L-E. 833-34-BIBLE.